Welcome to Married by Design, changing your actions and your words. What is the process that you need to go through to see a change in the way that you handle the issues of life? And have it not be temporary and a fad, but something that you practice for your whole life. That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design this week. We appreciate the fact that you have continued to be with us and that you follow our podcast. We've been in an extended series entitled Handling Life's Issues. It's all about understanding from God's Word how you can handle the issues of life better. We all face difficulties and trials in life. The question is not whether we'll face them, but how we will face them. When those issues come up, you can handle it very poorly by responding in anger and bitterness, or you might be pulled into despondency and despair, or maybe you'll be gripped by fear and anxiety that keep you up at night. But there's a better way. That's what we've been looking at. God has given us the understanding from His Word to better handle the issues, to live a victorious Christian life that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8 that we can be overwhelming conquerors, and that through Jesus Christ, as he says at the end of chapter 8. We've already laid a foundation for learning how to handle the issues better. We encourage you to go back through those episodes. It involves an understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit, the power of God's Word, and the need for prayer, as well as practicing the daily disciplines in your life and living with a hope that you are able to change and handle things better. We then began to look at the three areas of biblical change that we need to consider, the heart, the doing, and feelings. We suggested to you that God is the one that changes the heart, and yet we have a part in responding to what God wants to do in our heart. The key to real, lasting change is dealing with your heart, Solomon wrote in Proverbs 4.23, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. That's right. You need to keep your heart and guard your heart and feed your heart with the truth of God's Word. It's out of your heart that determines what you will do. That's what Jesus talked about in the Gospels. All the things that we say and do come out of our heart. In more recent episodes, we looked at how to address the heart, understanding that God is the one that changes the heart It is through a process of biblical study, confession, and reflection that we come to a place of really understanding God's desire for our heart. You can begin to see the heart issues that are throwing you off and understand how to address them. And last week we began to look at the doing. Once we've addressed our heart issues, we should be able to see a change in what we say and do. And we began to look at the process last week. It involves reviewing the scripture and the passages that you studied related to your heart issues. And we also looked at the idea of putting on and putting off. Paul writes about this to two churches, the Colossians and the Ephesians. This gets very practical. Paul challenges the believers in both of those letters to put off the old evil practices that they've had. That means in your life that you need to reflect and think about the ways that you've handled issues of life poorly, the ways that you've responded to people that have led to damaged relationships. The habit and the practices we've had that are part of not handling the issues of life biblically. Paul goes on to talk about the putting on. We need to put on the new man. 
we need to begin to put on new practices like we would put on a coat. We will give you examples of put-ons and put-offs when we get to look at specific issues. But say that your heart issue is anger. Once you begin to study this topic of anger and you begin to see God's truth about anger in your heart and why you have it, you can begin to work on changing the way that you respond. The put-offs will include stopping the immediate reaction to things that may trigger you. Another putting-off may be not ruminating and thinking about offenses and wrongs that you've experienced. A put-on may be to focus on things that you're thankful for during the day. Another put-on may be to commit to serve others rather than focus on yourself and what's been done to you. The put-off and the put-ons should be very practical and are very specific to each individual. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in to begin to guide you and to show you the things that you need to stop doing and the things that you need to start doing. The end of this consideration of the put-on and put-offs is to write a list of the things that you need to specifically put off and the things that you need to put on. It's important to review this list in the morning during your quiet time. As well as reviewing the scriptures in the passage, review that list of things that you need to stop doing and the things that you need to start doing. As you review it, pray and ask God to help you to begin to practice these things. It could be helpful also to seek out wise counselors for their input on what you need to change in your thoughts, words, and actions. Sometimes we can't even see ourselves the way that we are acting or reacting. Sometimes it's an unconscious thing. That's why I think it's important to get input from your spouse or other close people. They can see the way that you're failing and you're doing. They can point out ways that you respond and the actions that need to change. You could also ask them for input on the put-ons. You can ask the question, what are the things that you think I should start doing instead of expressing my anger? That is key. Not only when we deal with the heart do we need the input of others to fully understand, but we also need wise counsel in working out in our own minds and our practices what we need to change in our behavior. That's good. We don't change in a vacuum. God has put people in your life to help you to direct your thoughts as well as to think about the ways that you need to change your actions. Don't try to do it all on your own. The next step in working on your doing is to develop a contingency plan to deal with immediate temptation. In 1 Peter 5 verses 8 and 9, Peter writes that we should be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. To change the practices in your life, it's going to take some time and energy, and it's not going to be easy, and at times it will be a battle. You need to be sober-minded and watchful. The enemy of your soul wants you to fail. So you need to be careful and resist him. If you realize that it's going to be a difficult time, you have to anticipate that you're probably not going to be perfect in your practice. Your heart has changed and you have a desire to do what's right, but you have patterns and habits in your life that are going to take some time to change. That means that you need to have a plan if and when you find yourself in temptation. If you struggle with anger and you see a situation arise, what are you going to do to overcome it so that you don't fail? How are you going to resist the enemy and resist going back into the same pattern of handling it? 
I think it's important to have thought through a plan so that when you face temptation, you can walk through it so you can overcome it. There's an old saying that those who fail to plan, plan to fail. And there's some truth in that. When we don't think about those times of temptation, we could easily fail and yield. But when you have a plan already set in your mind, it allows you to be able to stand because you have a structure to walk through the temptation. Well, let's just suggest some actions to take when you find yourself in temptation. The first is to pray and call out to God for help. When you're facing a trigger or some temptation, you need to call out to God to help you in the moment. He can help you in that moment and will rescue you and help you through the temptation. The second thing you can do when you're facing temptation to yield is to go back over the scriptures that you studied. Remind your heart and your mind of the truth from God's word. This is what Jesus did in the wilderness. When he was tempted by the devil, he quoted scripture. You need to do the same thing and remind yourself of why you're putting off certain practices and also why you need to put on other practices. The third thing that you can do is, as a matter of choice, to put on the right behavior. Determine in your mind that you're going to practice what God wants you to practice in that area of struggle. When you find your mind idle and indecisive, you will tend to gravitate to your old habits and fall into your old ways. You need to purpose in your mind that you're proactively going to do what God wants you to do as far as put-ons. The last action to face temptation is to call on someone to pray with you and to encourage you. We do need others to build us up, especially in a time of temptation. If you again struggle with anger, you need to express to your spouse that you need that encouragement and ask them to pray for you in the moment. That could be really powerful as God does answer that prayer and helps you through those around you that care for you. One last thing to consider as you work on a pattern of doing is to develop a failure plan. As we said, you're probably not going to handle everything perfectly, so it's important to have clearly in mind the process you need to go through when you fail. It's important to not just shrug your shoulders and fall into discouragement. Let us suggest the process you should go through to help you move past failure back to the place where you need to be in your heart and in your practice. And this is where you again see some of the concepts that we've talked about. You have to identify the failure. You need to see the choices that you've made that led to the failure. You need to confess those things to the Lord and begin to see them and evaluate them the way that God does. You should also realize that with confession, you are cleansed through Christ. And then you need to turn in repentance. You need to see why you failed and make adjustments in your handling of the issue. It's also important that you try to make that adjustment and to identify the failure quickly to move past it. You don't want to soak in the failure and the struggle. You don't want to do what David did after he committed adultery and murdered. He sat in it for quite some time until Nathan confronted him. If you really desire to change and to put on new habits, you need to address the failures quickly and move back into the plan. And again, it's important to have an accountability partner. You should be seeking out wise counsel from other people in evaluating your heart and understanding scriptures, helping you to see the put-on and put-offs, but also for encouragement and accountability in following through. You need to have somebody just walking alongside you and encouraging you to consistently practice these things. Well, that's enough for this week. We've looked at how to address the heart 
And we've also now looked at addressing the doing. Well, let me pray. Father, we just pray for each person listening to the podcast that you would encourage them in the midst of their desire to change. We know that this is empowered by your Holy Spirit, that you give us each an understanding of the ways that we can change, the things that we need to stop doing, the put-offs, and the things that we need to start doing, the put-ons. And so I pray that you would help each person to see those things and begin to put this into practice and have the encouragement of somebody working alongside them and encouraging them. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. And we would also ask you to let other people know about this podcast by sharing this episode or posting something on social media. Well, next week in our podcast, we're going to be looking at feelings and some other key points related to your feelings. Then we'll be moving on to looking at fear and worry. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 